What's up, everybody? Welcome to Moose Milk Podcast, episode 29. 29! And this week, we will be talking about Black Widow, a spoiler cast, all about the movie Black Widow. So if you have not watched Black Widow, do not watch this episode until you have watched it, because there will be massive... the whole episode. Black Widow. Run away. If you don't want Black Widow spoilers. Hello, Matthew. Hello, son. How you are, are my son. I am, technically. Don't know how I could happens. be. I mean, you would have had me at like a year old, but... It's weird. It's the thought of all of that is weird, but also good. It's mildly arousing as well. Hmm. How about that? How about that? Are, are, are you having a, a nice ice cold bubbly? Indeed, I am having a nice cold bubbly. Mm. I think you said ice cold, but I said nice cold. <laughs> oh, the blackberry. Were you drinking incredible Hulk colors? We don't. The lime one's not here. You I can't find lime? it. Really? Not at my store, at least. Hi, Layden. I see Layden. Hello. That is my friend. He said Matt's a hunk. <laughs> <laughs> Always a hunk. So yes, for everybody who just reach out to Bubbly, everybody who watches this, just reach out to them, tag them, and tell them that they should sponsor our show because we drink the bubbles. We are fancy. And tell like them that. that we have at least twenty to thirty-five different ideas for what we can do for them, advertising-wise, <laughs> and we'll do it for them. <laughs> We yep. will do it for it's them. True. Whether they like it or not, true. we're going to do it for them anyway. So you might as well pay us for it. <laughs> well, don't say that. <laughs> I, I will. Okay. Well, then, yeah. I'm not afraid of bubbly. I'm not either. It's not like they no, own like a... It's not like they own some kind of Willy Wonka factory where I'm going to go in there and then like levitate into a fan or anything like that. <laughs> like, you know, I'm not afraid of them. Listen, I'm not saying so Layden says that stuff's gross and it tastes like a nutsack. But What's that's that? all I'm gonna say. I, I'm not saying that I like it better than like Coke and like like I like a lot of drinks better. It's just like when I'm trying to not drink all the sugary shit, it's like it helps. It's it's awesome. Like it 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 kicks the like desire to wanna like drink something like sugary. So it it's works. bubbles in your mouth. It's bubbles in your mouth. Mm. That could bubbles be their tagline. <laughs> um, no, I agree. I mean, I I have a, a mild addiction to Coke Zero. I love Coke Zero. Really? And yeah, and I would I would rather drink Coke Zero rather than pretty much anything. But I also realize it's extremely unhealthy for me. I drink an energy drink pretty much every night because I work midnights. I love a good yeah. monster drink. As you can see, big fan. Um, you. Also, not great for you. <laughs> so, bubbly, it's kind of my... I don't like water. I find water very boring unless I'm very, very sweaty. Yeah. I'm it's like my that. substitute for water. Yeah. I, I can... I'm, I got to a point where I was pretty good at like making myself drink water. But uh, I don't enjoy it at any time. The only time I really enjoy water is when it's been like shitty ass hot out here, and yeah. like, and like it has to be ice cold. So I need like a bottle yeah, to like same. keep it 
you know, ice cold. Cream soda, Dr. Pepper. Yeah, see, like, I oh. love... I love Dr. Pepper. I'm not as huge on cream soda, but I like it in a Slurpee format. Sure. I mean, I love almost every pop that there is. Like, I I love cream soda. I love root beer. I love orange soda. Like, any of those. I'll, I'll drink any of them, but they're so full of sugar. And when you get yeah. to my fat level, you have to realize you have to you have to take it down a notch. Yeah. Is, is you know, maybe... Uh, I can't see. What was this person's name? Way too many donuts. See, you may have the same problem I do. Way too many donuts. You're getting increasing in size. And that's detrimental to your health at some point. So if you're like 22, yeah, eat all the donuts because your metabolism is going to soak that up. But if you start getting to like the late 30s, you realize "Mm, way too many donuts. I need a bubbly. Bubbly. Drink it up. Bubbles in your mouth. It makes you think you're going to lose weight. Exactly. Ding. <laughs> and I biked like 30 something kilometers today, so I'm exhausted. You deserve a bubbly. <laughs> <laughs> See, we get everybody in with the Black Widow spoiler cast, but really, this is just an episode about bubbly. Just so everybody knows, you all think we're going to talk Black Widow, but actually, we're going to do an hour long live ad for bubbly. <laughs> <laughs> that's it you're not going to hear anything else about our favorite flavors of bubbly rank from one to ten over and over again for an hour <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> um what have you been doing this week you've been watching anything uh this week i've had a super busy week at work because it's my first week back from vacation and I'm super busy. And then I also am finishing up this figure for Jesse Rath, the Brainiac figure. Yep. But uh, I thought I was going to have a bit more time, but I guess I either didn't realize it was coming up as quick as it was. And he was like, if I could get it this weekend, that'd be great. I'm like, ah, that's going to be hard. But I've been like putting in hours. Like, yeah, I was like at four, up until four last night finishing. Jesus. And then I was like waiting for him to reply. I, I thought I took pictures. I mean, I did take pictures and to send it to him afterward, like at the end of the night, right? Because yeah. I told him like earlier, I'm like, I'll just, I'll send you pictures when I'm done. You can tell me what yeah. you think and then I'll tweak tomorrow and then I'll clear code tomorrow. So yeah. like he, he messaged me today at like three and he's like, hey man, uh, how did last night go? And I'm like, all I replied was, who the fuck did I send pictures to? <laughs> That's great. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, so I, I wish it would have been me. I, <laughs> so, yeah, pretty tired. Uh, but I still have a bit of work to do tonight. And then tomorrow I got a photograph. And then Sunday I'll meet up with them and give it to them. So. Awesome. Yeah, man. I'm excited Turned to see good. the final pictures. Yeah, it turned out good. I'm sure it's hard to see with the... But... That, there it goes. Focus is there, yep. Yeah. Oh, it looks awesome. Yeah, it turned out pretty good. I'm super happy with it. Yeah, man. Thought so, I also want to say, me. before we get too deep into anything, that next week we will have an announcement. And I want everybody to tune in next week. I'm just going to tease an announcement next week. So, Yeah. You may figure it out. It's not too easy to figure out, or not too hard to figure out. But yeah, next week we'll have some kind of announcement. Yeah, well, you, of course, of course you don't. So episode thirty, we will have an announcement. If everything goes to plan, it should be ready to go for next week. So I'll just tease that now. 
Yes. So yes. while I've been working on that Brainiac figure, I've been trying to find something that'll make me laugh because I just need something that I kind of can half pay attention to. So I have jumped back into Arrested Development for the probably like 40th time. And Brian's, Brian's pregnant. pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, that's, that's the tease. Is uh, Matt and me are having a lay baby. Mm, baby boy. <laughs> baby boy. Um, oh, it's a hairy dog. <laughs> Uh, no, that's not. The, that's a good guess, but I'm not pregnant. Mm. Increase in my nipple hardness. Also incorrect. Also incorrect. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so I've been watching Rest of Development all week. I pretty much got through all three. I started kind of I, like in the middle of the season one, and then I got through the first. I've one. never watched the last season. Yeah, the last one sucks because it was like. Lots of stand-ins, green screen. Like, it just wasn't really good. Mm. Like, because everyone it. wasn't together. Like, yeah. apparently Portia didn't shoot anything with them, apparently, in last oh, season. They that makes it really green, interesting. They just green screened her in. There's an, actually, there's an episode of uh, Smartless with uh, Will Arnett and Jason Bateman and Sean Hayes. And one yeah. of the ones a few weeks ago was David Cross came on, the guy who plays Tobias. Yeah. And it was so fucking funny, man. It, like... They talked about a lot about Arrested Development and like how they had to film those last seasons all broken up and stuff. It's pretty yeah. funny. It's pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, I can't see that that being good for comedy is being split up between no. the people you're supposed to be interacting with. Yeah, especially because the thing that made that so good was the family aspect of it. So yeah, it's like when all of a sudden like they're not there to play off each other, it's not as fun anymore, right? Like, no, no. Yeah, but I really love those two, first three seasons. But. Me too. Season one and two, I I love season three too, but season one and two are really like top shelf. Season three is yeah. when it starts kind of like getting a little bit kind of kookier. And then like by yeah. season four, it's just like pretty broken up. And it's just, which again, yeah. I understand you go 10 years later and try to do that. And it's just like, yeah, that is, I mean, half the stars of the show had developed into like main star actors. And yeah. it's like, how do you pull them back into a sitcom that they probably, you know, they probably love and appreciate, but don't really want to go back to and like, you know. Yeah. 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 It's hard to say, but yeah, I love it. Honestly, Arrested Development is probably in my top three, like favorite sitcoms like ever. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like I love, I love Arrested Development. It's so fucking good. It wouldn't be in my top. Like just, there's so much payoff. There's just so much payoff throughout. And it's just like, Things you sometimes don't even... I can't remember what it was, but like even the last rewatch I watched, I caught something I never caught before and I, I thought it was like so yeah. great, right? Because you're just like, oh my it's a, God. It's a show that like welcomes second or third watchings because there's so many little things going on yeah. in every every episode in the background and like the, the dialogue's so cleverly written that it ties into so many things. So yeah, yeah. It's a really well-written show. Yeah, it really is. It's great. Yeah. So yeah, so I did that, and then I watched Bad Batch tonight before I rewatched oh, nice. Black, Black Widow. So good episode of Bad Batch this week. It's been fucking oh, good, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's got to be coming close to the end, though. I think this was episode thirteen or something. So I think they're only oh, doing so sixteen. There you so, go. Must have something crazy com- planned. What's that? You would want to think that they want to end it before uh, What If starts. So it's probably ending like right before What If. Probably that would kind of yeah. time time out, right? Actually, so yeah, 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So I just rewatched Black Widow. Obviously, I uh, we'll get into that in a minute. I'm almost done uh, the block season seven, which is actually <laughs> I think like season ten. The the Amazon Prime like uh, season order is all messed up because they skipped like two or three seasons from the actual show. Oh. But anyway, uh, yeah. So I'm almost done that season. It's I still I really love that show regardless. Um, Australian Survivor started, which is Australian's version of Survivor, not a U.S. season like that's oh, cool. in Australia, but an actual Australia's version of Survivor, which is cool. astronomically better than the American Survivor. So if you're a big Survivor fan, I recommend that. It just started this week. Three episodes Where are you watching? In. What are you watching that on? Are you watching that on a streaming service or are you just downloading it? I'm downloading it. It's not oh. available anywhere. It's Australian. Yeah, okay. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I guess that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's you. You have to find it pretty much illegally to watch it, which I hate doing. If it was available somewhere to purchase, I would purchase it. Yeah, it's not available anywhere. Um, yeah. Very similar to American Survivor, but it's longer and more people. It's like forty-five or fifty-five days instead of thirty-nine. It's 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 way better. It's it's really really cool. Good. But um, very Australian. So if you haven't seen Australian Survivor and you're a huge Survivor fan, I definitely recommend watching the the newest five seasons of Australian Survivor. It's really, really well done. Um, the last season was an all-star season, so I recommend going all the way back to the beginning and, and then catching up because it really builds. And the all-star season's, in my opinion, the best season of Survivor there, there has ever been. Because all-star is like made up of all people from different seasons, right? Yeah, it's all returning people from previous. Cool. Seasons. Yeah, that would be, that really, would be really, cool really to see them all go go back for a second. Yeah, time. yeah, it's yeah, it's very very well done. I don't want to spoil anything, so it's it's great. I recommend it. Um, nice. Other than that, um, I don't think I really watched too much. Nice. I can't think of anything. Okay, that's fair. Well, you did I didn't have time. Shitload of the block, so yeah. Yeah, I, I'm. I, I watched like another twenty episodes of the block, but. It's kind of been like background noise as I've been doing other things. Yeah. And yeah, I've just been really tired from work this week. So I've been doing a lot of like sleeping and yeah, I just haven't had time. So that's basically it. Yeah. I get you. Um, I get you. Yeah. So other than that, just some music. I li- I've been listening to a lot of music and I've listened to a lot of Blink since I've been putting together that Mark Hoppus figure. That's really cool. Anybody that yeah. hasn't seen it, he's making yeah. a figure of Mark Hoppus, um, and you got the the head uh, 3D printed, and it looks absolutely dope. Yeah, I hired somebody to digitally sculpt it and print it because that's just not really my strong point. Like, I'm not a no, I'm no, not good no. at like that. Like, really good at like likenesses and stuff like that. It's just not really yeah. my. So yeah, so I wanted it to actually look like him. So I figured if no, that was going to be the case, does. I needed to get somebody else to do it. <laughs> no, it and looks then, great. Yeah, yeah, it turned out really nice. So he's doing the base for me next. And then, yeah, he's uh, number three on my list. So I, I have three projects in front of that before that would become like the priority. So Hey, man, just keep him busy. A little bit at a yeah, time. Man. Yeah, man, you know it. Yeah, buddy. Uh, so yeah, I've been listening to a lot of Blake, like a lot. Yeah, I've been listening and to I, a lot of Jimmy I, World. You've been doing a lot of Jimmy World. A lot of Jimmy. World. Yeah, yeah, and I not too long ago listened to Bleed American. It was good. Yeah, I, every album from Bleed American on, like except for the one there, I, I I adore. Like I think 
out of their last like six albums, I think there's only like one that's like not great, but yeah, I'm the um, opposite. Because yeah. that Lead America kind of is where it peaked for me, and then it all kind of went downhill. I didn't mind. I don't mind Futures now that I like go back to it, but like I, I don't. Futures. I know you do, but like it was not the one. It was not one of the ones that like never ever really stayed with me really like it just i don't know maybe it just like wasn't the right time at that time yeah i I definitely think it's a weird album because it's definitely two separate moods um half of that album is very bleed american and the other half is very emo downer melodic i don't know like winter music and it like is at odds with each other as an album but it's definitely an album like i think the second half of that album, there's some like other best written songs they've ever written. Yeah. Um, Bleed American, I think it's just like a pop punk classic. Like I, do, I don't think anybody can argue that, you know, the middle and I stuff agree. like that. And some of the like catchiest song, maybe in the two thousands, like it's, yep. it's awesome. I agree. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Their last album surviving, I think is like a, a, a callback to Bleed American. And I think it's like, I agree. really, really so top notch. Yeah, it's really um, good. That's like the first album that's really grabbed me since Futures, really. Like, everyone yeah. kind of has, like, a couple that I get into. But then, like, yeah, yeah it just, it fades away. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm a big fan. And, uh, yeah, I think pretty much all their albums outside of their first two, I, I, I can find a piece that I really enjoy. I hate their first nice. two albums. But um, Bleed American On, I love. So, I nice. listen to a lot of that. I do like clarity. I know you don't, but I really, yeah, I really I like, like clarity. But it's not it. It's such a different piece compared to everything else. So it's like, yeah, it doesn't fit. It's hard, them as it's a hard to lump it in because it it really doesn't. It it's like the first two albums are like the albums that really don't have what yeah. I love about Jimmy World. I do, but I said yeah. I do like. I really do like clarity. Yeah. I just it's like brand new's first album, right? Yeah, to- totally. It's a great example. Yeah. yeah. Which I also like. Yeah, I know you do, but like it doesn't fit the rest of their catalog at all. Like, no, you love all. the weird album from bands. Like, I mean, you love uh, Panic at the Disco's Pretty yeah, Odd, which doesn't that. fit the rest yeah. of their catalog whatsoever. Like, yeah. you love that weird standout album that doesn't fit with the rest of their their sound or anything like that, and that's that's fair. But I think. If you listen to Bleed American and then go back to like Clarity, I think you're gonna be like, "What? This isn't even the same band," you know. Well, that's a, what the thing is: is Clarity just ne- didn't age for me how Bleed America did. If you would have asked me yeah. 15 years ago which my, what my favorite Jimmy Eat World album was, I would have said Clarity. But now that we sure. go back and visit it, it yeah. just didn't age the same. Like the things that I loved about Jimmy Eat World then are, are what I love about them now, and like I feel like. Clarity is not an album that is really Jimmy Eat Worldy. Like it, no, it's, it's a great album for what it is, but it's not. It's not the Jimmy Eat World I ultimately ended up like being a huge sure. fan of, right? So yeah, yeah. No, oh, I, I oh yeah, like, we talk about this forever, but we could also talk about um, Black Widow, the movie. So yeah, yeah we, we should talk about Black Widow. So spoilers, so we, everybody. We, if you have not seen Black Widow, that's in your last yes. morning. Bounce yeah, out, so if you, come back later. <laughs> if you haven't, then we're going to ruin it in glorious yep. fashion, as we always do. <laughs> exactly. Um, um, what was I going to just say? Oh, yeah. So you, the reason why we waited was because we wanted to get through Loki first, and then we figured it would give anybody a chance um, who didn't get to see it right away a chance to see it. So. Yeah, no, I... 
I think it was wise to give everybody a couple weeks. I mean, movie theaters just opened here last Friday. Nice. So I figure, you know, if people didn't want to watch it on Disney Plus and wanted the theater experience, this gives them a you know a week or so to catch it. If you did watch it on Disney Plus, you know, you had two weeks to grab it. Um, yeah, I just didn't. We we could have done it the night it, it came out, but we didn't want to spoil it for people that didn't have the opportunity to watch it yet. Now that yeah. it's been two weeks, if you haven't watched it. You've either chosen not to watch it or have no plans on watching it or waiting for it to come to like home release, which, you know, like I said, if, if that's that's your plan, then just skip this episode for now and come back later. Yep, that's right. Or let us ruin it for you. Yeah, we're talking about Black let us ruin Widow. For someone, you just and... asked, someone just asked what movie. We're going to talk about Black Widow with lots yes, of spoilers. Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow, part of the MCU, the most recent MCU movie. So. Yes, exactly that. So yeah, so, um, I don't know. How do you you can you go ahead and take it away? So I mean, we 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 discussed in our like brief overview of the movie that like neither of us were overly impressed with it. I think yes. that still stands. I mean, watching it a second time, it didn't really change my opinion on it. I think it's a uh, middle of the pack, um, very okay movie. It's not bad. It's not you know. Um, the first two Thor movies bad or Iron Man two bad, but it's not top tier in any way. I wouldn't put it in my top ten. Like it's a very generic paint by numbers um origin story for a character that we already know about. So it's not really an origin story, but an origin story of Black Widow. Um I feel like a lot of the drama and everything is removed when you already know what's going to happen to Black Widow. You already know that she's dead. She's not in the MCU anymore. Um, and this movie doesn't change that. So there's no, I don't know, real, um, I don't know. There's no real drama to the movie. There's no real, you, you already know the results. So it doesn't really, um, it's not worth it. Uh, yeah, no, it's $35 in Canada for the Disney plus version of the movie. So. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. If you like the MCU, yep. you, you won't dislike this movie. Like, there's lots of no, things to like it's, about it. It's just, it's it's what, so me and Ryan have been talking a lot about this lately, just in text messages, not so much on here, but, yep. like, we're, how we're both kind of finding that, like, a lot of the stuff in the MCU is, like, um, it's starting to feel, like, stale a little bit yeah yeah but that being said i feel like after we get past this there's a good opportunity to get past that because i also feel like after endgame i was like okay i'm ready for like a, a new like like a fresh slate right and it's like black widow is the last of like what we know of the mcu and like as we move ahead we're gonna meet all the new heroes right so it's like this year is all about gonna meet new people we're gonna meet shang chi we're gonna meet you know his whole crew we're gonna um get to meet the uh eternals we're gonna you know what i mean so it's like when i look at it like kind of that way um i'm excited to see where we're kind of going but in terms of black Wid uh the black widow movie it just it felt it just again it felt like we've done this before yeah and i I agree, okay. but I also feel it should have ended last phase. Instead of Spider-Man 2 ending the last phase, it should have been this movie. Because it would have really ended 
the the whole um infinity war saga with like yes. an origin story that really had no effect on the rest of the movies and i think this phase would have done way better off with starting with spider-man and seeing them kind of picking up the pieces of what happened from Endgame. everybody coming back from the blip um kind of um you know like the entire um vulture storyline it's basically like oh there's alternate universes and like I'm from an alternate universe where my my earth has been wiped out and that would have really set up this phase of like oh yeah. we don't really know what's happening here like there could be like time travel now from yeah. the blip or, and so that's on and so great, forth and I think that was a way point. better start to this phase than what Black Widow is which doesn't really move the needle as far as plot points as far as where this space is going it's set yeah, between it's a pretty civil isolated war. story for sure yeah it's very isolated it's set after civil war but before uh infinity war and yeah it just feels like a very generic origin story where if you've watched um ant-man if you watch um uh dr strange like it's a very similar movie where we get to meet the character and her, where she began and her family and um, kind of what makes her tick and why she is the way she is and kind of end her storyline in the same movie with um, the post credit scene, which we'll get into later on. But um, I, I will say it was it was um, it was weird. I totally expected to get more origin story but like in terms of like actual origin story we really only got like the montage in the credits like at the beginning with uh the smells like teen spirit cover that was playing you know like i know they made they made reference to a few things but really that was the only thing that like you know and i know that i guess in fairness we've kind of like we like know it in pieces from Black Widow, we do, but thus far, but don't you think it would have been more interesting for the beginning of the movie to show um, ScarJo and and uh, Jeremy Renner like taking down the Red Room of which they thought they were taking down, and yes. like her turn into yes. like the hero into the MCU, and they skip over that with dialogue yeah. of like, oh no, I already took down the Red Room. Like it's it feels very like you know all this and it's like well no you've never shown any of this this has been kind of talked about through you know odd dialogue throughout the mcu but it's never been shown it's never we've never gotten that beginning point and it's like here's her at childhood and here's her 21 years later at 27 or whatever the case she is and there's a lot of middle part where we we still don't really know like her training program and what she went through they talk about it briefly in dialogue but I don't know if it's Disney saying like, oh, we, that's too hardcore. We can't show some of that. Or if yeah. it's. I'm sure there just is wanted to move. That. I'm sure. There yeah, is I think so, too. Yeah. But, but, but yeah, I also like, wonder they, if like it matters. Like, again, we, we kind of know. I, I'm not like I would have loved to see more, but I question if they just think that like we have enough. Like, you know, at the end of the day, that part of her history, like really only explains where she got her skills from. Right. Sure. But like, um, you know, she doesn't spend a lot of time, uh, you know, she she hates that part of her life. So like to spend more time in it, you know what I mean? Like, I I, I, I kind of like the way they did this kind of origin story because it's kind of like they're reliving um, their. Oh, 
Oh, he's barking. <laughs> um, I kind of like how they did it because like they redid the origin story while kind of just like talking in modern time in like present time, right? So yeah. it's like I, I really I kind of I like that, but but again, like um, yeah, there are some stuff that like to me doesn't really make sense. Um, but yeah. we can kind of get into that as we go along. I made notes to reference. I did too. Yeah. So I mean, so like the childhood dynamic, like the movie starts off as her as like I, I don't know, a seven year old or whatever she is, and um, it sets up in Ohio that there's like a family dynamic between her, her sister, and her parents, which aren't actually her parents. Or um, you know, Red Guardian right. and and uh, Malena. Um, Malena which are just basically Russian spies that are, this is like an implanted family. And um, I like that aspect. And I wish we kind of would have got more than that than a five minute segment at the beginning of the movie. I found that that was the most like grounding um, character moment of the entire movie is like seeing her as like an actual human rather than a hero, seeing her as, you know, before she has like these trained skills, even though, it's kind of talked about that she had already been in the red room and she didn't want her sister to go there, which that's where they were sending them. But yeah, um, I don't know. I thought that was the most grounding moment of the, of the, of the movie. And it's like, you know, all of six minutes or 10 minutes long and then credits, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I also I, I think liked, I liked it too. I thought it was good, but fun fact, there's a point in there where um, Yelena's uh, like young Yelena is holding a little, my little pony doll. And yeah. it is a like modern day my oh, really? Family. Yeah, it's not like time yeah, they probably accurate. couldn't find an old one. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Thought that was pretty um, funny though. Yeah, I, I mean I feel like a lot of it was I don't know, like the, the Nirvana song felt very yeah. forced. And I like yeah. the soundtrack to the movie, and I think it's like, oh, this has some like great nineties or eight whatever it's supposed to be, I guess early nineties tunes, but it, again, it was like, man, really like Nirvana. Like it's the most overplayed, like easy ninety early nineties pick for a mute song ever. Like it just felt again a little more generic. Like they couldn't dive any deeper. Um, I kind of liked the cover. I thought it was pretty good. It's fine. It's not. It it's not that the cover is bad. Long. I just wish it would have been like. It's the same thing as as in um, uh, Captain Marvel, right? Like there's a major Nirvana song in that too, and I'm like. Man, there's a lot of early '90s songs you could pick from that's not Nirvana. I love Nirvana. Nirvana's great, but like, I don't know. It just, it just added to like the generic tone to the movie for me. And, um, I really felt like they really let down Red Guardian and Melina. Like, um, Rachel Wise is a great actress, and why is she in the movie for all of twelve minutes? Yeah. Um, Red Guardian. I love David Harbour. I, I mean, everybody knows him now from, um, Stranger Things and he was Hellboy in the newest Hellboy movie, which is really bad. But, um, I think David Harbour is a really fun, good actor. And like, again, he didn't get enough time in this movie. Like he's in it for six minutes at the beginning. And then he has like a major half hour at the end of the movie. And that's like it. And it's like, yeah, man, but I guess that's that's not a decent, that's not bad for a supporting character. It yeah. is, but like again, it was like a character where I was like, that's the heart of the movie. We already like, know Black I Widow. See, I would have loved to see more, but I'm just saying, yeah, that, like he did, he did have a few pretty good scuffles, like the escape from jail, the escape from yeah. jail 
thing, like even the the arm wrestling thing, like to me, that right. was a, such a great scene. He's telling stories while getting tattooed and putting people down. And then, <laughs> and yeah, then he like destroys that one dude's hand. I hope that we get more Red Guardian stuff Apparently in the future. We because are. Apparently we are. Because to me, it was like that was a character that really stood out for me that really didn't get enough time to shine. And obviously, like, they're using this movie as a launching point for um, Yelena as a new Black Widow. But, um, yeah, I just felt like like you're setting up Red Guardian and this, like, huge Captain America feud that, like, didn't really happen. Or, I don't know, I, I, I that part I kind of didn't really understand because... Captain, Mar- Captain America was under ice in 82, well, 84 when he was talking well, about Well, so one of the things I read, so the hard thing about doing this two weeks later is I've listened to so many breakdowns of of the sure. movie, right? But uh, one of the yep. ones that I, I can't remember where it came from, but uh, somebody thought maybe that like, you know, like, you know, we, at this point in the MCU, we've seen Steve Rogers as Cap. We've seen uh, John Walker as Cap. We've seen uh, yep. Falcon as Cap. We've heard about Isaiah Bradley as Cap. So, like, what if, you know, at that time we didn't have Steve Rogers, but they had somebody else? Maybe he did fight Captain America. It just wasn't Steve Rogers. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, that could be it. But, like, I also felt like it's setting up again a thing that we don't know about. Like, it's the same as the whole Red Room thing. It's like, oh, we took down the Red Room, but it's just a passing piece of dialogue. We don't get to see yes. that. We don't get to experience that. Yes. Um, and I feel like that's a lot of this movie is like, it would have been way cooler for me to see like a flashback scene from the 80s where Red Guardian is fighting Captain America and like see that feud and then build the movie towards that and like have a piece of that movie. And like, maybe this is a movie that in my head works and on paper it works and then actually filming it it's a three four hour movie and they're like we got to cut shit out of this movie it's way too long and there's way too much yeah. in it but those are the things i would have actually liked to see where i think a lot of the rest of this movie is just generic marvel espionage stuff we've already seen stuff that they've already done in other places like that whole scene with yelena and and um um Black Widow in the in the um in the apartment where they're like fighting the or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's like, it's that like was, that's almost that's a Winter scene Soldier. for scene scene for scene replica of what happened in Falcon and Winter Soldier. And and what happened in uh, the Winter Soldier movie? Remember, Steve right. goes to get like even even Taskmaster yeah. is like is is just Winter Soldier. It's it's and a character. I, it's a person it's, from her past that she thought ha- yeah. wasn't present anymore, and now comes back as like basically like yes. a better her. And like, can we not get rid of the shield? Like, maybe that's a huge part of Taskmaster in the comments or in it, the comics. I, I don't I really think know. it is. I don't know Taskmaster much, but I do know that this version of her is nothing like what the character is in the comics. But like to me, it's like. We, do we really need another character throwing a shield around? Like, couldn't you not come up with but that's the point anything of, that's else? That's the point of Taskmaster, though, right? Like, I know, but it's it's so like okay, we've seen a character throwing a shield around for fucking ten years now. But How that's the point. Much the point cooler would have been to give them something else. But the point of this character is that they mimic what they see. Right. So they I get that with the America. whole Black Panther, um, you know, claws coming out at that one scene and like. 
I yes. understand that she's mimicking other fighting styles, and I and that's cool in a certain aspect. It wasn't varied enough, and to me, it was like the shield thing. It's just too generic. Show like three or four other fighting styles, and then like show her picking up a shield in the last like major fight, and then boom, then she's using the shield. Then like you're setting up this big reveal of like, oh, she knows Captain America's fighting style too, or like you're fighting Black Widow. It would have been cool for her to pick up a bow and arrow and be like, oh, I'm I'm Hawkeye's one of your friends, and now I'm using your friend's like yeah. fighting style against you or something like that. Like. There's just so much more clever, different ways to use that that skill set of of um, shadowing all these other fighters, rather than, hey, here's another Captain America throwing a shield. We've gotten this three different times, but here's it again. It's like, well, the magic's gone. You've already you've already taken that away. Like Taskmaster, the, the entire movie was so generic and just paint by numbers villain. You don't like them. You don't, you don't, you're not thrilled by them. They're not an exciting villain. It's, uh, stoic, non dialogue heavy. I'm here and I'm going to fight and then I'm going to disappear. You know, there's nothing to it. So Mercury More Customs says they could have just not used Taskmaster for this film at all. Not much from the source material was really used for the movie. And I was just, that's what I was just going to say is you kind of just brushed on it there is like, so her ability is that she can mimic like fighting styles. But the problem is yep. that they, they don't really explain that. They kind of explain it nope. by her helmet kind of like scanning her. And when they like walk in on her, she's standing in front of a giant screen TV watching Hawkeye fight Black Panther. And it's like, yep. so it's like they don't give you any context for the people who have no clue idea about what this character is. But then they yep. expect the fans to be like, oh, well, you know, it's Taskmaster. But it's like, but this is not Taskmaster in any no. capacity. Like, like it's just... No, I, it's, I, totally. It's, it's, um, um, it's such a waste, and it is such a waste. Like, honestly, like, yeah. like I, equate, I equate Taskmaster to, like, a putty patroller in Power Rangers. That's literally what it, she was. And that's like, exactly what I mean. Waste. It's like, yeah. it's, it's just a waste of a character, and I think Marvel's biggest problem, for the most part, outside of movies starting to feel the same, is a lot of the villains... Are completely throwaway. They're yes. not. They're not the comic book version that people that. love. Yeah, and they're not anything new or exciting. Like they're they're in this in between world where they're not what the comic fans want, and they're not what like non comic fans want is like an exciting, cool villain. And outside of Thanos, we really don't have that many like awesome, well done villains in the MCU. Like it's they're true. very generic, and they're it's throwaway, like and like. It's like Thanos and Kingpin. Yes. Like those are really, those are really the only two that like, that were developed enough that like I had simp, I sympathize for and or could understand why somebody could sympathize well, for. Them. And um, Purple Man and 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 um, Jessica Jones. Oh yeah, I guess Purple Man too. Kilgrave, whatever. Um, yeah, I I love. Um, I love Jessica Jones. I think that's the best villain they've ever done in the entire MCU, even though they're kind of throwing it away. But yeah, they're technically um, legacy now. They're not. Yeah. But yeah, other than like Thanos, like if you go back and think through almost every Marvel movie, the villain's a one-off. They die by the end of the movie. Yep. They're generic. 
It's just like I'm the anti whatever hero is in that movie. Whatever you and are, then they're gone. Yes, and yes, it's true. They need to really think that through. Coming, you know, further on is like, um, they're, they're like I said, they're they're feeling very generic and they're feeling very same Z at this point. And mm-hmm. there's probably like six movies in the MCU that feel very very similar. And yeah, I think it shows. Like I think. You know, this movie did very well the first weekend, and it had a huge drop in the box office the second weekend. And maybe that's because it's on Disney Plus. I never followed. But that. I also think people seen it, yeah. and word of mouth kind of changed that. Like, I think you know, if the biggest fans of the MCU are seeing this movie opening weekend and then telling their friends, "Meh, it's another MCU movie. It's very generic." If you if you enjoyed this movie and that movie, you'll really like it. If not, you know, you don't really have to see it. There's nothing in it that's going to really change, you know, your mind or opinion. Um, I think that shows, and that's why the box office fell so hard. Is is people were like, "Well, you don't need to see this. There's nothing in it that's revolutionary for the MCU." Um, one of the things that I really disliked about this show, about this movie, is it's like all of a sudden she's like a, has superpowers or super strength. So, like, I made the right. note that totally. the thing that turned me off it was like probably about. I don't know, 35 minutes into the movie when when her and Yelena are trying to run away from the apartment yep. they met in and they jump off the roof with that pipe or whatever. Yep. 100%. I, I was going to bring that up. I paused it so I could count as she fell. She fell six stories, smashed into two vents on the way, lands on her feet, and just gets yep. and, and she's moves fine. along like nothing happened. And I'm like... That... But what the, the person that she drops, the other widow yeah, uh, she's like girl that she fights is like destroyed from that fall. Yeah, she's <laughs> on the ground like like paraplegic now because she hit that fall, but then Black Widow can land on her feet and be fine. Like, it's not that I get it's a superhero film, but like mm-hmm. let's I know let's be realistic here. Like she has no superpowers, she's a well-trained spy, period. Like, so why me, can she all of a sudden me. fall ten stories and be fine? In that circumstance, it probably wouldn't have annoyed me so much if she wouldn't have just landed on her feet and kept moving. If she yeah. would have fell and like just played it for a minute, like, oh, okay, I'm yeah. fine now. Like, I yeah. probably would have been like, that's pretty stupid, but okay, whatever. But it, but then I would have just totally a comic book movie. But it's like, but that any other one that I thought was weird was when she's flying down in the helicopter to get Red Guardian out of jail and she just grabs him by his hand and picks him up. I'm like, you're hanging onto a rope on a hel- dangling out of a helicopter carrying a 350-pound super soldier but yeah. with one hand. Like That, and even at the end when she's falling out of the, the Red Room Sky castle thing, yes. she falls again like 15 stories and then grabs a bar as she's falling to hold herself and i'm like i'm sorry i didn't i didn't realize that she had like massive superpowers here like they're basically making her a super soldier and i'm like that's fine if that's the route you want to go that she got injected with something and this is why she has the abilities and agility that she does but you've never put that in the movie you've never shown that to us as far as we're aware she's a super soldier or a super spy period she's just heavily trained she's like hawkeye she's just well trained and yeah, I totally agree with you. It's it, it there's a there's a leap of realism at some point in the movie where you go, yeah, it's a superhero film, and obviously 
you know, you got to kind of take your mind out and just enjoy it for yes, the action totally. flick it is. But there's also a point where you go, you need to follow the rules that you've set up and you're yes. not following any of the rules you set up in this universe. Yeah. Another thing I thought was um, interesting was, so in the, all of the promotional shots before and like the action figures, Red Guardian and in the comics, Red Guardian has a shield as well. He al also has a shield. But in this entire yes. movie, there it was is. no, I even looked for it. There was no imagery of him with a shield except one point when, remember when he's in the prison and he gets the little action figure? Yeah. Well, when he gets it originally and he takes the head off, there's no shield in its hand. But another, I think it's when he puts the thing into his ear and he turns around, they cut to a different scene and you can see in its hand in that one, it's wearing a shield. So they must have like decided to scrap the shield and, and change yeah. it up. But it's just there in that one spot. But I thought it was really interesting because like all of his actions, I think he had like three or four action figures that came out. They all had shields and it's just like interesting that they cut that out because that's that is something that like that character is known for in the comics sure and do you i don't know if you read anything about this but um my thought process on that whole thing is that this movie went through massive changes yeah at some sure point um i think the fact that it got delayed as long as it did i don't know what the original script was but the fact that it came out after the shows when it was supposed to start the, the phase I just feel like there was moments of this movie where they're like, well, that's not going to work anymore because we've done that here or we need to change this to fit this. And I feel like there was script changes at some point and there was either sure there things was. cut out or things added post uh, yes. production that like changed the narrative of this film. Because even like, um, and I mean, I guess we kind of got to get into this at some point, but like the end credit scene before, yeah. I mean, you might as well. So get into before it. the post credit scene, like a week before the movie came out, the theory, the the rumor online was there's two cross post credit scenes. There was one mid credit and one end credit, and the mid credit one was apparently um, Tony Stark was in it, right? Um, for something, and that was a big rumor is that that Tony Stark was making an appearance in the end credit or in the mid credit scene, and that the early preview of the film they didn't show the mid credit scene. Um, to early um like critics and yes, stuff like that yes. that it was cut and that there was going to be that for the theatrical release now obviously that did not happen there's only one credit scene and it's post um infinity war or uh end game where black yeah. widow has died and it's yelena visiting her grave um i i feel like there was something else in there that they they cut like i just I don't know where how that rumor got started. Maybe it's just online bullshit. Like, you know, you see online rumors all the time, but I, I just feel like that was too big of a rumor for it to just come out of nowhere. Like, clearly there was something else intended there and they just cut it. I mean, it's totally possible that they did it and then maybe um, Robert Downey Jr. decided that last minute, no, I don't want it to go on because I don't, I want my last thing to be endgame or whatever, maybe, you know? Like maybe um, he filmed it and then like had a change yeah. of heart after or something. Um, yeah. So um, Mercury Customs in the in the the comments here is saying the movie went through huge changes. For instance, apparently even Taskmaster was gender bent towards the end, and the stunt double was a man. Um, that doesn't surprise me. A lot of times, me stunt either. doubles are men, especially when um, they're in in they're like masked. closed masked and stuff like that. There, there's no reason to have a female do the do the stunts. If it, like, I mean, I'm all for female stunt 
yeah, yeah, and all yeah, that. Yeah. It's not that, but a lot of times it is men doing it. Um, but mm. yeah, no, it, that I, it wouldn't surprise me if it went through massive changes. I don't think having Taskmaster as Drakov's daughter does any it doesn't add anything or anything interesting to the MCU. Like I don't think well, do we really think Taskmaster is going to come back in a future movie as like anything villainous well, or, there, or a hero anything, or like is there anything compelling about that character at all really no and that's what i mean is there's there was no point in that movie where you go oh i really feel for this character or um the character's really funny or the character is like fun to like root against or anything like that like the character had no personality whatsoever until the last 30 seconds of the movie where yeah. like she's unmasked and unpoisoned from you know, mind control yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And then, you know, yeah. she has a moment, but, and that's like another thing I wanted to bring up is like, how many times are we going to have mind controlled characters? And then the, in the MCU it's, it's over and over and over again is that's the excuse is like, Oh, uh, Avengers one, we get Hawkeye's mind controlled. And then, you know, the, the twins in, in, um, age of, uh, Ultron. age of Ultron. Yeah. It's like, Oh, they're mind controlled. Winter Soldier, he's mind controlled. It's like, how many times are we going to get these mind control like loopholes for villains? Like at some yeah. point, it's like you got to think of something else here, man. Yeah, it, I I agree. I think I think this movie is like a Marvel's greatest hits. It's just like it's it's yeah, it's got everything that the things that were cool the first time you saw them, you're like, oh, that's sweet, and now you're like, oh, they're doing this again. All right, <laughs> yeah. I um, um <laughs> and I, I don't want to sound like overly negative on the movie. Like yeah, I, mean, I feel like we're coming off as super negative. Totally. And totally. I don't want to. I don't want to say like this movie's bad because it's not bad. It's a fine action flick. It's a solid six and a half to seven out of ten for me. Like it's 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 fine. It's it's suitable. Yeah. If you enjoy Marvel movies or or, or action hero movies, like you're gonna enjoy this movie and it's fine. It's it's not yeah. like bad, but like it's the action just scenes are great. They're great. Yeah, like that. Jailbreak it's it's well filmed. It's well shot. Great. Scar Joe's great in it. Yeah, um, she is. Uh, Florence Yelena's Pug. Yelena's I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Yeah, right. Is, that, is it is it Pug her last name? I thought it was Poe, but I also okay. Am like, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but person. yeah, um, she's great as Yelena. Like that's the standout for sure of the entire film. Is she's yeah, awesome. She's funny. She's um a character in group four, a character that's very endearing. Yeah, her, that? her sarcasm had me cracking up like the whole yes. fucking movie, right? It's just like yeah. <laughs> it, she always has like a smart ass thing to say, right? And it's just like yeah. it's fucking great. She's so funny. Like the whole the whole moment where she's making fun of, of poses. Um, Black Widow for how she falls and like always flips her hair up when she lands and like it's like it's spot on because she always does that, and yeah. then she does it like ten minutes later in the movie, and she calls her out on it again. And it's like <laughs> that's the stuff that's endearing and makes you like a character because there is silly moments within the MCU that I like when they poke fun at themselves. Like, yeah, it is a silly hero thing, and yeah, um, yeah, she's just got that sarcasm that makes her very, very endearing as a character. And like, I can't wait to see what she does next. And you know, we know she's coming back because the end credit scene is definitely setting her up as the next Black Widow. Yes, for sure. So yeah, for anybody who doesn't know, I'm gonna we'll spoil it here now for you. So <laughs> at the end, uh, that Valentina, whatever, who's played by Julia Louis Dreyfus or whatever, she is 
at the grave, uh, at Natasha's grave uh, with Yelena, and they basically are talking about her next mission, and they give her, she gives her like a picture of Hawkeye, and uh, said that he's the one responsible for uh, Natasha's death. So, which is true, kind of not, not really. Like he tried to, he tried to, he tried to kill her to stop her from killing herself. Yes, but I'm saying like he's not necessarily responsible for killing her, yeah, but he's responsible for he was there. He, he he let it happen as much as she chose the, for it to happen. The thing and is, the thing is, there's no is way that, to disprove that. Yeah, I guess, but like, like I hope they don't spend a lot of time on like Yelena trying to attack Hawkeye because, like, honestly, like that would seem like such a huge loop, like. Like there's there's oh. got to be enough evidence to know that that wouldn't happen. Like you know what I mean? Like, but I think that could be the setup for the Hawkeye show, right? Is she's she's gonna kind of be the 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 side villain of the Hawkeye show? I don't really know like exactly what the the storyline of that show is gonna be. Did you but, hear that uh, Kingpin apparently is rumored to be in the Hawkeye now? Well, that that makes sense because Kingpin's rumored for the Spider Man movie too. Oh really? I didn't know that. Um, yeah, um, the rumor is that like basically anybody from Daredevil uh, is going to show up in in, in Spider Man at at some point. Like, Good. Matt Murdock is supposed to be a lawyer for um, uh, Peter, Peter Parker, who's who's like fighting the Daily Bugle to get like like whatever his name back or whatever that he's not Spider Man and that's the lawyer he chooses or whatever, and that. I would assume at some point in the movie they team up as Daredevil and Spider-Man for a moment. Um, yeah. I mean, I think at this point, Disney would be dumb not to have Matt Murdock in the MCU, even if they're not going to do a season or a show or have him have a standalone movie. Like yep, To me, it would make way more sense up. for him to have a, uh, have a TV show. But yeah. um that character's too good and too cool, and the show was too well done to like. And Charlie Cox that plays him like perfect. Yeah. Um, perfect. But yeah, no, like I, my assumption is, in the Hawkeye show, she will be like a villain of the show, or at least in the background, kind of orchestrating somebody else to kill um, Hawkeye. I, I I don't know exactly where they want to lead Hawkeye. Like my assumptions are going to set up like the next version of Hawkeye in it, but yeah. Kate Bishop, yeah. Yeah. I I would also really love to see him as Ronin and like I would love a side side like the show to start as him as Ronin and actually show him. I feel like we'll get some I feel like we'll get at least some explanation about Ronin. I feel like that's the place where they would kind of need to do it. So I, I think that's the most interesting part of Hawkeye is like I love and I mean this is like the dark sadistic side of me, but like I love characters when they go from being a hero to like that dark like well fuck it i'm just gonna do whatever i want kind of thing like i love that side of a character and that i've always found that kind of endearing so like i would love like punisher i love punisher and i love that yeah. like he's a hero but like he doesn't really follow rules he's just out there yeah. to fuck people he up does it and, his like, way yeah and like i think they could really make a cool Ronin show and like maybe even team him up with punisher in the future or something like that like cool. i think that'd be really cool yeah. Um, 
but yeah, like I, I would love to see that show start as him as Ronan and then coming back, like fast forward the, the second episodes, fast forward six years or whatever it is and show him like back with his family and him trying to pick up the pieces or whatever. And then, you know, Yelena's after him to redeem her sister kind of thing. And maybe by the end of the series, you know, they find common ground or whatever. And she finds out that he's not responsible, but they're I clearly setting like- up like she's a super spy like i feel like you wouldn't need to dig that deep to find out that hawkeye wasn't responsible for your sister's death like i just well yeah you would i i don't understand how they're really going to pull that narrative thread just because like oh they were best friends and you know they're in the avengers together clearly he's not a bad guy like they they talked about clint together like they talked about it like yeah Alvin I don't know. Made I a mean, good point. Alvin over at Astonishing News and Reviews made a good point. He said uh, that he noticed that they, throughout the show, they kind of painted Hawkeye as a bad guy a bit. Like when Yelena said, Are those bullet holes in the apartment or whatever? Right. And she's like, right. Arrows or right. whatever. Right. And it's like, uh, and I was like, Oh, that, that's actually a relatively good point, I guess. Sure. But. Um. They also may may take it as like showing her all the shit he did as Ronan, and oh yeah, true, you know, and him like decapitating people and all that shit. And that like, oh, after the blip, he like lost it. He lost his mind, and he's this like sadistic murderer. And you know, your sister trusted him, and then he took it. He he betrayed her and killed her kind of thing it's like they could go that route where yeah the blip is what like after he lost his family he kind of just you know lost his mind and lost his you know hero status or whatever but i don't know i don't know what narrative way they're gonna go- take it but like i i do think she was the best part of, of black widow for sure i agree i agree yeah. she was so fucking funny yeah um yeah but yeah clearly they're setting up like dark avengers or or whatever yeah, that's but, what i think too yeah. thunderbolts yeah, I think Dark Avengers, movie. Dark Avengers probably. So, yeah, like um, whatever version they're going to follow here is is you know they're clearly showing that you know the new Captain America, which is um, you know I can't even think uh, Agent whatever the fuck is called. Um, they're setting that up to team up and and you know they're going to probably find two or three more characters in these next couple shows. Maybe like She Hulk is part of it or something like that too. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe. I feel like Abomination is probably being brought back in for that reason, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Because we're hearing Abomination Abomination and She-Hulk and we're apparently seeing him in uh, Shang-Chi too, right? So... Right. U.S. Agent, yeah. Yeah, U.S. Agent. That's his name. Um, My memory is gone. One of the... uh, one of the other things that I'm just, I'm just looking at my notes to see if I missed anything that bugged me was uh, at the end how Black Widow to, to... not smell uh what's his name she just slams her face on the desk and <laughs> yeah i don't like, want to oh, smell yeah, anymore okay. <laughs> like you couldn't like, come up with anything better than that yeah i didn't like that either yeah um, that's pretty weak but even like i mean they're really showing like she did the same exact thing during avengers one with loki where, you know, she's interrogating him and she yeah. thinks he has the upper hand, but meanwhile, she's finding out his master plan and all that. Like, it was the exact same setup where I, as soon as it started, I was like, oh, 
she's trying to get the upper hand on him and find out his master plan so he she can betray him kind of and it's like yeah. I, I don't know again it was just kind of weak and like the fact that he can control his like die uh computer thing with his ring i'm like okay like it's just straight out of like a comic-y like, like a bond villain yeah and I was like, come on, man, you could have you could have come up with something a little more clever or a little better than that. But I do like the fact that they set up that there was like black widows like all Everywhere. over the earth. Like there's thousands of them. And like clearly that has to come into play again at some point. Yeah, totally. It just means they can use it somewhere down the line to explain something too, right? So Yeah. I think it it they could also do it like um like kind of a, a spy espionage television show where like, you know, every week or every couple of weeks, like it's a different Black Widow and, you know, they're on a mission of some sort and you get to see like all these like different kind of espionage stories or something like that. Like they could they could take it in a couple cool ways, but it also like pisses me off because I'm like, where were all these Black Widows during uh, the Infinity Endgame? War? Endgame, yeah. Like maybe they were why fighting. wasn't these thousands of super spies out, you know, trying to, protect the world in any way whatsoever mm-hmm. yeah well they lazy lazy yeah doctors. apparently they were all eating i don't know sushi or something they were busy that day i don't know like what, what are you doing you know what they what could have been doing drinking a nice cold bubbly bubbly it's what the spies drink we gotta stop <laughs> uh, but yeah no i like overall, like I said, I, I find the movie was fine. It's not bad. It's not great. Um, I think I would rank it somewhere in like the 15 to 18 range as far as like the overall MCU. Um, I really hope that Shang-Chi is much better. Again, it's an origin story. So that worries me. me I too. hope it's not like the same plot points that they always do where, you know, First 30 minutes is origin. The next 30 minutes is some action. Coming, coming and, to, to terms that you're the hero. And then the last right. thing is whooping ass and proving. Yeah. I hope that the 10 rings thing is actually like interesting and well done. I know a lot of fans hated how it was, you know, Mandarin and everything was handled in, in Iron Man 3. So hopefully that is done a lot better and it's what fans yeah. want. Um, but again, they're very bad at doing villains so i hope this yep. isn't just another generic villain that they kill off by the end of the movie like same here set up some of these villains should get away some of these villains you know should don't need to die in the movie and like i think that's why batman generally works really well is because like the joker is always around the joker yeah. he never kills the joker the joker goes to arkham the joker is you know a lunatic that's always kind of in the background you know marionetting the villains yep. and like yep. they need a villain like that that's like in the background setting things up and is this like always constant threat of like and at any time this this dude could come back and strike and like I think Spider-Man's really good at that as like yeah. the Sinister Six is always like oh they're always plotting and they're always there to trying to figure out a way to take down Spider-Man and um, does Batman movies work well? No. Batman movies have been generally bad but there are some good ones yeah, Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. Like the Nolan. Dark Knight trilogy is fine. I didn't really like the third one. The first two Batman yeah, me movies. Neither. First two like, are good. Are great. Yeah, I like those. You know, but uh, what I'm saying is generally like it with Batman is the villains are always around. That's what makes Batman interesting. It's not Batman that's interesting. It's, yeah, that's right. It's the rogue gallery. 
Yeah, um, that's that's what I like about Batman. I don't like Batman. I like his villains. He's got some sweet villains. I love he's, the idea of Batman like of like. Except I like Spider Man, but I I like a lot of why I like Spider Man is because of his villains. Sure, I I love the idea of of Batman because I think it's cool that a rich dude who has no powers just becomes a hero because he wants to become a hero and like that's the thing that always is grounding to me is like it's just a rich dude like yeah it's not some like scientific you know malfunction and it's not you know, superpowers it's not space it's nothing weird it's just a dude who has the yeah. money and gadgets to make something cool and like that's what is like grounding in 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 human like to you know batman where superman I, there's nothing relatable to superman he's right. an all-powerful alien like that's yeah. why superman to me is like a boring fucking character yeah, but not a Superman. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I just think like they need to keep some of these villains alive and have them in multiple movies and always in the background plotting. And you know, it might not need to be like every couple movies, but like what happens if the Ten Rings is always just in the background plotting, and you know they carry on for the next two phases of the movie or something. You know, it's like that'd be cool. Well, what I think is going to happen with um, Valentina is. I feel like she's going to assemble all these people who have questionable questionable histories um, and basically, like, use them to do her bidding where they feel like they're doing good. She's actually playing it as a villain, like a villainous role. That's what I ultimately see. It's like there's some kind of suicide squad. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think, I think, I mean, I think it's the Suicide Squad version of in Marvel. Like, I, I yes. do. I think it's the villainous characters that are, are trying to find some kind of redemption arc to get out of you know prison or whatever. Well, like I said, I think they're the doing the last mis- with mission, but the government doesn't really give a fuck about them. I feel like the difference with this one is that the the heroes are actually in their mind heroes, like, but they're being played. Yeah from a kind of a headmaster to do the wrong things. But like, you know, she's really the villain and they're kind of like the face, but like, she's like, she kind of uses them to kind of do her bidding. Right. So that's where I feel like it's different. I mean, again, I don't really know that much about suicide squad, but I was always like under the impression that it's like, they cooperate and get like jail time taken off and shit. Right. That's kind of the idea. Yeah. Yeah. They're expendable villains that are trying to, used as heroes but they're whereas these people are not they maybe they think they're actually like you know the new avengers but actually there's like worse things happening right are you gonna see the new uh suicide squad um i guess we'll see i don't know i do like james gunn so yeah that's why i want to see it but like he had a uh uh interview or something like today or yesterday where he basically was like oh, superhero movies are super boring to me now and I don't want to do them anymore. And I was like, well, that's great for Guardians 3. Thank you. Like, mm-hmm. way to pimp that movie, buddy. Like, I, I, uh, he'll, probably, but, he'll probably do okay with Guardians 3 because he'll probably kind of, like, he's already said that that's the last one he's going to do, so. Oh, yeah, he's out after that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's fine, though. He's put in his time. At the end of the day, it's like what they talked about with these new contracts, right? And it's like, yeah, you know, I think... I. I, I can't remember, but I'm pretty sure we spoke about it a little bit, right? And, like, my view on it is, like, 
I know it sucks because it's nice to have the longevity, but it also sucks when you have people who are basically there to fill out a contract application. And it's like, you know, it's fun to have people who like actually want to be part of that universe. Right. And it's like, it's okay that people do it and think that they're going to want to do it. And then they're like, okay, I don't really want to do this anymore. Like there's nothing wrong with that, but it's just nice to me. I think it's a good, it's a good thing to like not make people do something that they don't want to do. And I know that they've notoriously um, allowed that, right? That's even with like Jane Foster and why you like, yeah. you know, because Natalie Portman. Didn't I just, want to do I look at it as this, right? It, we can have a much deeper conversation about this later on, but like my opinion on it is you're right in that regard. I don't want an actor that is doing a role because they're obligated to do a role, but I also look at it as I don't want five different Iron Man's because yes. the actor doesn't want to come back for the second, third, fourth, fifth movie and they recast every movie and I think that's what we're heading towards is right. you're going to get a, an actor come in and play a role and not want to return for the second movie or the third movie or the Avengers movie and it's recast and it's recast and it's recast and if that starts happening you're going to lose a lot of fans very quickly yeah, and it's hard to it's hard I to think stick that's, around when there's no like longevity in the scene. Yeah, and I think seeing. that's DC's biggest problem is they're on their seventh Batman now. Like <laughs> it's it it becomes a problem at some point. You want that connective, you know, fiber between the movies of the same yeah. actor coming back and playing the same role. And you know, think if 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 Iron Man one, Robert Downey Jr. knocked it out of the park and then he was recast every s- subsequent movie. Um you know, we would be on our sixth Iron Man or seventh yeah. Iron Man, you know, yeah, and it's like, sure. you, you fall out of love very quickly with that character. And I mean, they yeah, they recasted Hulk, but it was early enough but that, was early. that I don't think it really yeah. had a big, um, you know, effect, yeah, but I agree. I agree. Um, I, I'm all for actors not being held to, you know, six movie contracts, but I do think that you know, a two or three movie contract or at least uh, a pre-planned story arc where yeah, they're like, hey, we have three. Yeah, we have three movies planned. Um, This is what we kind of want to achieve in those three movies. Basically not like, you know, plot point by plot point, but, you know, very generic, like overview of like, this is the plot that we want to have in a three film arc. And um yeah, we're going to do these in, in six years. You're going to film it, you know, every every other year. You're going to have a contract to do the next movie. And then after that, we can, we can you know, go back to the bargaining table. And if you want to keep playing this character, great. And if you don't, uh, you know, we're going to roll in with somebody else or, you know, change pace and bring somebody other characters in. Like, we're at a point where we have literally a hundred different characters in the MCU, if not more. So yeah. there's no yeah. reason to... Uh, you know be stuck with oh we have to do iron man yeah this next 10 movies it's like no we've gotten that and we can move on from that you know the nice thing too is they can just leave it alone they don't have to finish the story they could just finish the story arc and like kind of leave right. it alone and, that's what I mean. and they can come back and visit it you know whenever they want right so yeah but like see like my worry is they're gonna cast the next wolverine and they're gonna find an actor to play wolverine and then they're gonna shoot either whatever, a standalone Wolverine movie, an X-Men movie, whatever they're going to do with the X-Men. And then, you know, five years down the line, we're going to have a new Wolverine again because that actor has dropped out or a new Xavier. And like, to me, if you're setting up a franchise as iconic as the X-Men, 
you really need to have these actors tied into these roles yeah, and make yeah, sure that they're true. committed. Maybe they'll and, do that with like certain people. Maybe they'll do that with like key people, right? Yeah, I so. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't think Kevin Feige is going to want to keep doing this this forever? this job, you know, forever either. Is like he's whatever thirteen years into being the head of like you know the MCU or whatever, and like at some yeah. point he's going to want to change roles too, probably. And yeah. we're going to get somebody else taking over that. And that's when things start, you know, falling apart or get better. But generally, yeah. when you start having too many hands in the soup bowl, the soup tastes like shit. Yeah, it's true. I agree. So, yeah, it, it's better um, when it's yeah. under the curated control of one person or like one group of people. Sure. I agree. So. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I hope that they keep going with this. And um, like I said. Blackwood was fine. It's not yeah. great. It's not bad. Yeah, that's right. Uh, if you enjoy the MCU, you'll enjoy the movie. Yep. Yeah, he's she's. It's middle of the pack for me as well. It's it's got yeah. some stuff I like. It's got some stuff I don't like. We got some fun new characters in Red Guardian and Yelena. Yep. Um, got some good action scenes. Yep. Give me more yep. Red Guardian. Apparently, we're getting more Red Guardian. That's what Kevin Feige said that we haven't seen the last of him. So, good. Whatever. Give that me is. a give me a cool Red Guardian movie, and um, you know, I, obviously Elena's gonna come back. So, yeah, that's that's where I hope the MCU heads after this. Like, I think ScarJo's probably done, fully done now. So, yeah, that's fine. I think so too. Yeah, and that's fine. It's time. It's time. She's, She's done what? Fifteen movies. Yeah, a lot. She's got to has to have done a lot. Yeah, four Avengers, Civil War, all all the Iron Man movies except the first one. Yeah, so like at least eight. seven or eight movies now, probably closer than ten. She's so, probably pretty yeah. much. She's pretty close to where Fury is. Yeah, so you know, that's fine. She can be done. Um, yeah. We'll allow it. I don't. We'll allow it. What's that? I said we'll allow it. <laughs> Yeah, we'll allow it. We'll we'll be okay with that. Um, but yeah, yeah that's it. That's the end of this episode. I'm good. So, sure, I agree. Yeah. Um, so next week we're gonna do Modoc. Uh, hopefully, this is what I kind of thought. So, like, it depends on what, how crazy my week is. But like, yeah. if what I, I haven't started it, so I haven't either. So, like, yeah. if we can, do we know how many episodes it is? I think it's ten. Yeah. 30 minutes? Um, I think I think they're like 20, 22 minutes or something. Like okay. If I, I don't know, I haven't them, started it. We, I haven't we could do it. we can do our open MCU talk next week. It would kind of tie into this, and then I could kind of watch Modoc over the next couple weeks. We could do that. That's fine. Okay, we'll see how it goes. If we'll I play it by the end of the week. We'll see where we're at. Yeah, yeah we'll see where we're at. Okay. All right. So yeah, that's the end of this episode. Like I said earlier in the episode, if you're just joining us next week, we'll have a big announcement so uh tune in it'll be wild and exciting we're but, gonna uh, finally announce our sponsorship from bubbly. bubbly i don't know if people like this or hate this but i love bubbly. it so drink bubbly <laughs> we've come up with like 15 different slogans for them it's wonderful oh uh, this ripoffs of something else yeah <laughs> um, but yeah, so next week we'll be either Modoc or a general MCU talk, and then we'll do Modoc the following week, and then we're gonna yeah. get into um What if? Uh what if. So 
that's the plan. And then we'll get into Shang-Chi by September and we'll just keep rolling with MCU stuff until we run out of stuff to talk about. And then we'll find out. It's just going to be a live tickle party. Live tickle party. Matt will be coming home at some point in this year and we and him will just go on camera. Probably next year. Early next year. Well, next year, tickle party. January 2nd. January 2nd. (laughs) Stay tuned for that. Tickle party. Your house. Your house. Um, yeah, that's it. I'm sorry, I'm out of shit. I'm out of shit all too. Right. So yeah, thanks everybody for watching. We hope you are all well. Thanks for uh, throwing comments in and everything like that. You make this show way yes. more exciting with your your comments. Yeah, on. good chats, everybody. Thanks for everybody. Yeah. Mercury More Customs back for another week, so that was nice. Yeah, absolutely. Open MCU talk you would all. be nice, so that's good. And uh, we'll see you next Friday. We sure will. Bye, buddy. Bubbly. The best way to close a show. The only way to close a show. <laughs> <laughs>